Well, that's it for today's Aussie block. Not Ozzy Osbourne, Australia. Four hours of nothing but ACDC and Gent. Next up, the morning tea. America, you look like you need a holiday. A fair income holiday. In the land of wonder. The land down under. Now, there's a few things I've got to warn you about. Firstly, you're going to get wet. Because the place is surrounded by water. Oh, and you're going to have to learn to say g'day. Because every day's a good day in Australia. G'day, Paul. G'day, love. Of course, you'll have to get used to some of the local customs, like getting a suntan in a restaurant, playing football without a helmet, and calling everyone mate. Thanks, mate. She's right, mate. Apart from that, no worries. You'll have the time of your life in Australia. Because we talk the same language. Although you lot do have a funny accent. Oh, before you rush out to book your Aussie holiday, call this toll-free number for your free Aussie holiday book. Come on, come and say g'day. I'll slip an extra shrimp on the barbie for you. Come and say g'day. Hey. G'day. Good day, Good day Good mate. mate. Crikey. Good day, mate. Best movie Shit ever. Cunt. Water. You call that a knife? A knife? You call that a knife? Is this is this best movie ever? Best, best movie, movie ever. Best movie ever. No. It's bussin'. Also, I think that's the title of the episode now. Best movie ever with question mark. <laughs> best movie ever? All uh, misspelled wrong. Yeah. <laughs> or should we put it should we put the title of the movie in the title so that it gets better SEO for people looking at more for more about yes. it? Yes, yeah, that was my plan. Mm. A lot of Dundee heads. A lot out of there. people looking up mm. <laughs> Dundee heads. If, 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 They're called if you've read the title <laughs> of the episode, you know what we're gonna be talking about today. Uh <laughs> We're going to be doing some deep leftist introspection on the movie, uh, the very excellent Mister Dundee. That's mm-hmm. right. Yep. Two thousand twenty. Not it's actually, our friend uh, Jason turned us on to. He found it on Tubi. Man, oh, it yeah. didn't exist. It, <laughs> I actually forgot that it was him. Thank you, <laughs> yeah. Jason. It still doesn't exist. It makes no sense no. that it exists. <laughs> nope. It's uh. When did it come out? 2021, I think? 2020. 2020. 2020. It was at the height of the pandemic. It was, I think, maybe (laughs) going to get a a theatrical release in Australia. Did you hear where the release was? It was online only. No. No. Uh, Let me pull up the exact figures here. Yeah, it was theatrical in um, United Arab Emirates and Croatia. Yeah. Oh, it's all. It made I think seventeen thousand (laughs) dollars. I thought it was thirty-three thousand worldwide. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that was the. Here's the cost mm. to make it. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be more likely. It's it probably made some, some good Tubi movie up. There's there's that clickbait article that said it made three to thirty million. And I fucking shit myself. <laughs> that that was just like Google excerpts, not like figuring out that they were talking about uh, the first original. original. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that headline made me. Yeah, yeah, it made sense after that, but the headline made me puke. <laughs> so it grossed uh thirteen thousand eight hundred forty nine dollars in theaters. Um. <laughs> 11529 from Croatia, and then $2,320 in the United Arab Emirates. I wonder what the situation uh, was in the UAE. Like, was it one prince who just really probably. likes Crocodile Dundee, and he was like, you bring this to my falcon lair. <laughs> Epic. Show it to just so, me. Okay, so talking about the box office success of the Mr. <laughs> just the regular Mr. Dundee. Regular Mr. Dundee. Mr. Dundee, Dundee. won. That is a key part of this film. So 
Alex, maybe give us like an overview of the general gist of the movie because you've read all the reviews and then we can just start from the beginning and get into it. It's a Curb Your Enthusiasm style meta commentary on Paul Hogan as an actor. Hogs. The guy who played <laughs> Crocodile Dundee. For. <laughs> it's, uh, he was, I think, 80 when this came out and he's 82 now. Um, and it's him going around. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> It's him going Christ. around Los Angeles, meeting like Chevy Chase and uh, Reginald Vell Johnson, and they play exaggerated versions of themselves. It's like their their version of Wanda Sykes and Ted Danson. <laughs> he's even got a uh, he's got a weird POC that lives in his house. I was wondering. About he's got that, like man. a Latino guy that just lives uh, in his house in his mansion. According, his according, no, according no. to the cast, two. Uh, well, actually, no, they changed it. So. They just, when I first looked the cast up, they had Reginald Vell Johnson as Gus. For whatever reason. (laughs) (laughs) Like, as a different character. Literally says, I was in Die Hard. Yeah. Like, he literally just shows up to say his IMDb. They had it as Gus. um, And then they changed it. But then uh, Paul Fenich plays Paul's Mexican landscaper, who you never get to know. He's just there. He's As there Alex. to give Wait, like two a, lines I to be like. I thought that was his son. No, his no, son is like no. His, no, like, no, his oh, son. Too. His son is the one who's throwing like. Aaron watched oh, it yeah, first. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgot about him. Yeah, yeah he's no, throwing the, the parties I, I and then he's the doing the workout in the party and was wondering why there is a landscaper at the parties because he lives there. Yeah, well, it's, it's easy to confuse it because all of these characters have one line or even like no lines. Like he's got a son who is played by Jacob Elordi from Euphoria. I haven't seen that, but I assume that that's. That's a famous guy now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he's, I think the joke with him, it's either that he's gay because he's like giving yoga classes and he's like playing like a, a classical guitar. And I'm not sure if the joke that he is that he's gay or that because there's another scene where uh, let's 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 start from the yeah, top. I guess, yeah, we, yeah, we like should run through the plot first. Like whatever. I don't know. So, whatever well, little I don't there think- is. I mean, he he's not... Good luck finding the plot. <laughs> the plot doesn't matter. None of this fucking matters. But I think it's not that he's gay. It's that he gets, like, all this pussy and he's, like, not grown up. And then, <laughs> apparently, the girl at the end is supposed to... Like, it seems like it's Stop supposed to be. There's no the spoilers. The There's no fucking spoilers. <laughs> this is, like, a brief... In- first of all, first of all, motherfucker, I host a recap podcast called Claimcast. So I know what I'm doing. Dude, add, mm-hmm. add. There is no plot. Mm-hmm. They're just uh, like a no, series no of vignettes. So there's yeah. So like we're not. This is just telling this little vignette about his son. And I just like it just yeah. mm-hmm. it's wild. It's wild. I, I mean, I just got it's, done watching this, and it's so frustrating. The whole yeah, point of it so, is that I guess it's a it's some girl that he's like supposed to like, and then she comes out of the car. Yeah. They smile at each other. Well, then you never see her. She, You've never seen her before. She, it doesn't no, make sense. Ties to anything. She, nothing so, so okay <laughs> all right let's so the movie starts they're in the hollywood hills and for some reason paul hogan is on a field trip with a fifth grade class and there's a rattlesnake yeah that the they think he's crocodile dundee they think he's yeah but why why is he up there do we well, know it, it, it looks like a, yeah it looks like friend. a hike well, it was just like a coincidence. Who, 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 by the way, never shows up again. This friend is never seen again. <laughs> his friend, That's no, true. his friend showed up again in like a, uh, was it on the new, he, it was in like one little scene again where that, that weird guy was like, but he was like off in the corner. Oh, oh, it was at the restaurant when he was waiting for his date and there was no one coming. 
the, oh, that yeah. friend was with another woman across the restaurant. That's where he showed up again. <laughs> yeah. well, that was the only scene. So they they want him to deal with a rattlesnake, and and so Paul Hogan walks up to what turns out is a dead rattlesnake, and uh, says, Ooh. "Oh, good, good thing." I didn't. And then there's an and they said, "No, not that snake, the other one." And then there's a live rattlesnake that he whacks with a stick, and it flies at the teacher's face, and then it cuts to the opening credits, which is like an Entertainment Tonight type show he gets canceled. talking about like yeah talking about that well he gets canceled a lot that's like movie. the whole plot is he just gets canceled yeah <laughs> you did what didn't do anything i mean you've got to think about your legacy my legacy we ask where the man from down under has been hiding no one's fallen from grace as hard as paul hogan you know i was pretty upset because i thought paul hogan was already dead oh. so uh they just describe the entire career of Paul Hogan. Yeah, just in case people are watching this and they have no idea who he is, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I guess is maybe just Jason. Like people who don't even know, they've never heard of Crocodile Dundee. They don't know who Paul Hogan is. They don't know anything about this. So That's it's a like, good okay, he, w- he used to be famous 40 years ago. Let's think about this. Has Jason seen Crocodile Dundee? Or has he seen the very excellent Mr. Dundee, and that's the only <laughs> Dundee film he's seen? I think he's only seen uh, the very excellent. Well, the, mm-hmm. the original Mr. Dundee, that's not on Tubi, is it? So he's probably I not watching it. If it's only on like, he, Amazon Prime, then he's probably not watching it. Also, uh, a sidebar, he's been posting about how he watches porno on Tubi, which I don't know how he does that, but <laughs> <What>? also... Um, <laughs> like he just, sex it's scenes in movies? I don't no, know, he said a, porno. Uh, what it, it was um, is it like because it burned an image into his tv and like someone came over and saw it uh, and he, like but Hold like on, it's very funny to think that he's just watching porno on his big screen tv in his living room all right sidebar well, okay he's just what leaves he... a paused on the screen too for it to burn there <laughs> like, I, I yeah, well porn on there and yeah i think maybe there's some like cinemax he's type using porn on here yeah. no he's using an app called uh Oh, he, it, he watches porn on Cody. Oh, it was Cody? Yeah, okay. it's some other shit. Yeah. It's like 2B with a Y. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's Cody. Cody. It's, K-O-D-I. He has it in his notes. It says, hashtag note to self. Exit of porn when you're done in the morning. The last yeah. screen stays on, and when your friends come over and turn it out, that shit will pop up. Jason? Oh, I see has this little smiley Either face way. with the Vince teeth. <laughs> Either way, he's uh, watching porno on his big screen <laughs> he TV. Sure is. Like, Damn, man. <laughs> So anyway, Um, uh, Paul Hogan, he has a younger female manager who is, I guess, the daughter of his old manager. I don't know if that ties into like the old movies or something, but no, I I mean, no, the old movies, the old movies movies are It's so weird because it's like in the same universe, sort of, but also a different universe. I think you got to read the book that comes with the movie. It's in like a real universe, but it's a version of the real world where. Everybody recognizes Paul Hogan 40 years later. Uh, yeah, everyone's odd. constantly talking about Dude, Crocodile that's Dundee. That's what pissed me off the most is how he'd get recognized in LA as like a fucking 80 year old. No, he's had so much plastic would, surgery too. Like, I would think he was like 10 other people before I thought it was Paul Hogan. That's the weird thing. Like, if you look at Crocodile Dundee and then you look at him now, like, he almost looks younger in a way. Like, he has white hair now, but he it, maybe it's. Because they gave him heavy spray tan and, like, effects makeup. If I saw him in person and saw, like, people around him talking to him, I'd be like, oh, Beach Boy again. <laughs> like, every time I see an old guy. Yeah, it's an old it's guy. Beach Boy. Look, it's an old guy. Let's get him to sign our movies. 
So his younger <laughs> agent takes him to a movie studio where they want to pitch a new Crocodile Dundee movie to him. And there's a little inside joke about Crocodile Dundee where their first pitch is like, he's coming to L.A., which I guess happened in Crocodile Dundee 3, which was a big flop. Yeah, 2001. And it, 19 oh, years wow. later, they were like... <laughs> I didn't know it was that fucking recent. Yeah, 19 years later, they were like, let's give it another shot. Let's try number four. My goodness. But uh, <laughs> there's a couple of funny things that happen in this scene. One, there's like a hipster that's running the meeting <laughs> and there's a gag about him saying like man bun yeah there he he offers him a, a smoothie that has like agave nectar and i don't know some other super they're sitting on beanbags and like exercise balls too of course mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and then um they say we want to you know do a new crocodile dundee movie where it started around you and your son who can take the mantle we've got the perfect star for it <laughs> Will Smith. <laughs> That's the son. That's his son in the movie. Now Hollywood is calling for one last adventure. You want to introduce your son, a Dundee Jr. Will Smith. Oh, I can't believe it. Believe it, Paul. He Did wants to play that? your son. Which, yeah. according to an interview I read, was based off of something that actually happened. And Paul, Paul Hogan says, well, I don't think that's going to work. And like, why? You don't like Will Smith? What, is he too and tall? Then, like, they, it's really corny. And but as this is happening, like, oh, is, do, you, do you think he's too old? They have two or three black guys walk into the office where it's being pitched. Yeah, just like they like send out a signal. Holding an inflatable crocodile. There's like a pheromone. <laughs> and eventually when like all the black people that work in the office are sitting in this room with them, Paul Logan says, uh, is because he's black. <laughs> Doesn't make sense for him to be my son. Yeah. And for the record, his wife in the original movies is white. She's yeah. not in this movie, weirdly, because they were married in real life and got a messy divorce. Okay. <laughs> that explains some things in this but movie. But yeah, it would Ooh. not make sense so, for Will Smith to be their son. After that, the young agent reams him out, and he like, <laughs> Paul Hogan's again on like the Entertainment Tonight uh, thing about hating Will Smith. Oh, the other thing that they did after that that I found interesting, this was a cameo I forgot about, when I was uh, describing the movie to my girlfriend, um, he walks down the street with Reginald Vell Johnson, who was in the original Crocodile Dundee, I believe. Uh, I don't I yeah, I think so. He was, was in every he? movie in the 80s. He was like the number two guy yeah. in every movie. Okay, he was. He oh, that's some... where he played Gus. Okay, that's where it was. Yeah, he played Gus in the shirt. Oh, okay. I have a shirt with him on it, and it's in the Black Lives Matter font, and it says Family Lives Matter. <laughs> oh yeah, family matters. He's the guy who you gets also Urkel. you forgot to mention that before all I this, have that shirt. they announced the queen called and said that oh, Mr. Yeah. Dundee is yeah. about to be he's going to be knighted by the queen for yep. services to comedy. Yeah, for services because to comedy. Crocodile Dundee's her favorite movie, which is like something Dan Ninen would say. Uh, but this movie <laughs> kind of pushed though, like. They try to be like, you should check out Paul Hogan's other shit, because it's dope, it's funny. Like, mm -hmm. it kind of did that at the start when this dude is legacy bullshit. Oh yeah, his legacy stuff was like, all they talk about is like, oh, Crocodile Dundee was like the highest grossing like independent film ever, and like he's they straight for like, legend. it made him depressed that it was the only thing that blew up. Or <laughs> they say like, that yeah. like four times, like I think there's someone in a cab later who's like, come on, Paul, like that's that was the number one most uh, highest grossing independent film of Australian history. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um, but uh, then he's yeah he's walking down the street with Reginald Vell Johnson. 
who's only in the movie after he does something racist because he has one other cameo in the film and is asked for the other racist thing to black people. I get yeah, and then he got a missed was, call on his phone from Reginald Vell Johnson. And he just puts it back in his pocket. <laughs> it, was, it was wild. Like they did black people signal in this movie. It's insane. Yeah, oh, like every yeah, time, like every, every black person in L.A. Joke. knows about it the second it happens. They make they get a fucking, like a race joke about LA's like a like, super small city. Him upsetting like black people, and then like halfway through the movie, they do it again. Like they like it didn't land. That they didn't weren't <laughs> sure it landed the first time. Like, well, what oh. if we just did that it was, same thing? It was again? only like twenty minutes after. It was, I don't, dude. It, <laughs> felt, it like just felt like it. two hours. Felt like, yeah, yeah. It felt, it's hard to like play stuff in this movie temporarily. Yeah. Oof. It go slower. Abusive. <coughs> I spent the last two hours trying to fix my computer and watching the very excellent Mr. Dundee at the same time. I also and, just, uh, just want to say right now before we go forward, um, we're going to be doing this again with other movies because it was fun to watch a shitty movie, but that was Aaron's turn. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, one more thing about the, the Reginaldville Johnson walking down the street thing is he originally he just says yeah i was in uh die hard and they talk for like another 30 seconds remember and then me? the scene ends with someone says hey urkel and he's like that too yeah, everyone <laughs> recognizes tell the audience who he is and then he fucks off for the rest of the movie oh, so then he man. goes home and his son who's in euphoria is he like having a euphoria party he's like a hot yeah. multi-talented guy he's good at everything he has like women around him all the time all the and kids I don't know what they were there, as well as Nate Roos. Yeah, Nate Roos, uh, their their friend, their older friend that they have. Yep. So he's doing like he's there telling this he rave small. in his house or something, and he invites Paul Hogan in, and he's like, oh, no, I'm fine. And then he just goes and lays on the couch kind of sad. Next day, he wakes up and does FaceTime with his granddaughter, who's yes. still living in Australia. First introduction of her. Yeah, that's supposed to humanize him. That's, like, the only thing they keep bringing back to humanize him. Like, otherwise, he's, like, he's Larry David, basically. He's just a, a mm -hmm. rich divorce guy who's alone in his house, doesn't really care, want to do anything. He's just, well, I don't know, I'm rich, fuck you. Now, now he talks to her on, on FaceTime and learns that she's going to be in a play in her school. And she's like nine years old. And then he also tells her about the uh, being knighted by the queen thing, which she, th she thinks is really cool. Next day he wakes up. And the next thing that happens is he fights the Crocodile Dundee impersonator oh, on yeah. Hollywood Boulevard, right? Yeah, everybody, like, simultaneously, everybody's forgotten about Crocodile Dundee, but they also think about it all the time, to the point that there's, like, the only impersonator on Hollywood Boulevard is a Crocodile Dundee impersonator <laughs> who's like, oh, this isn't a knife, that's a knife, come give me some money. Well, he gets, he gets his car and... stolen by the Phantom, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> the Phantom Valet. Yeah, there's a family has stolen, like... There's, he's still, like, he holds up a sign that says valet outside of, like, just the grocery store or whatever. Yeah, and like then Whole Foods or something. they toss their keys to him, and he steals their car. And they mention that he stole, like, 85 cars. Throughout it shows up the on the news. There are a lot of news yeah. segments where they're like, remember that from 10 <laughs> minutes ago? Well, yep, here's, it's on the TV. <laughs> well, another really funny thing that happens in those, in, like, interstitial news segments is as Paul Hogan gets into like more and more trouble and becomes more and more of a pariah, they have interviews with other like Australian celebrities mm -hmm. and they couldn't get any of the really big ones. So they had like Liam Hensworth has like a small cameo role in the news, the movie. 
They have Jim Jeffrey does a couple. There's some other Australians that I forget or don't remember. But then there's like <laughs> they did squeeze they every do, Aussie in the coop. They they but they did like stock old stock footage of Mel Gibson. Okay, Mel, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson yeah, and Hugh Jack huge huge Jackman talking. Yep. And they just spliced it together and like um changed the interview questions so it looked as if they were talking about like if the, they were cast in the movie. That's just a money saving move. Didn't fool me. At one point, they have like Mel Gibson talking, <laughs> and they have these two interviewers who are from the movie, and it, they're making it seem like they're talking to him. And they just start telling jokes. The one is like, "What's the fastest thing in Australia?" And it was like Paul Hogan. And like then they cut to like Mel Gibson, and he's like laughing and saying something. And they're like, "Yeah, that's a joke. I've got another one for you." Like it's it. Incomprehensible. <laughs> it doesn't so, make sense. Like, the whole joke behind it is him being canceled because he's like an old white guy and he doesn't keep up with stuff. But like one, he doesn't actually say anything offensive at any point. He's just no. like he's sort of the stand-in for Larry David, but Larry David is annoying. And he does sometimes say racist things on the show. Like, he says the N-word on the show, and he gets in trouble. Like, it's that's the kind of thing that gets him in trouble with black people on Curb. But <laughs> on this, he's just this like... movie is Paul Hogan saying the N-word. <laughs> yeah. But, like, one of the things is, like, uh, his manager or someone tells him there's a, a charity thing for disabled children, and he tries to go to it to be, like, a, a featured speaker. But across mm -hmm. the street is oh, the BET oh, Awards. Wait, wait, well, it's hold wait, on. Wait, it's wait, actually wait, wait, wait. it's Olivia Newton-John Olivia who invites oh, yeah. him. Olivia Newton-John invites him. Yeah, the she invites one, him the to this uh, this event, charity event, and he like initially he's like, no, I can't go. I'm busy that day. And she's like, oh, it's actually the next. It's the day after. I was wrong. And he's like, oh, I guess I have to go. And then Larry David. It's just it's so. And then clearly he taken calls. From he calls like a car because his car got stolen, and John Cleese is the driver. So there's a John Cleese cameo <laughs> Which for whatever I reason. I thought he was playing just an Uber driver, right? Yeah. But then halfway through the car ride, he just starts talking about being fucking John Cleese. Yeah, he's, he's, he's <laughs> yeah. saying like, I uh, I used to be rich, but I spent all my money on hookers and cocaine, and now I have to be an Uber driver, which I, I assume is supposed to be some sort of, like, wink and nod at something in John Cleese's real life, but, like, I don't know what the fuck he's up to. No, I think like, it's yeah. just, like, a joke oh, wait, about, like... Yeah, I think it's literally just a joke that, like, oh, celebrities, they love gambling and hookers, and that's why they lose their money, I guess. Haha. -ha. There's nothing Chevy to do with Chase. John Cleese. Yeah, Chevy, Chevy Chase. Chase also plays himself, and he's like, everybody likes me, and I have an Oscar, and it's sort of like a, a winking thing about his career, how he's, like, notoriously hard to work with, and he doesn't have an Oscar, and, like, but I, I did John Cleese get arrested? Like, I don't even no. know what the reference is. <laughs> no, and at one there's point, zero reference. He, they get in a, a police chase in the car, so weird. and they run over Harvey <laughs> Weinstein. That's a good part. <laughs> there's, like, the most canned scream, like, the one... I don't even know how to describe it. It's like, ah, mm -hmm. in the background. <laughs> the soy Helm. The Soy Helm scream. And they say, oh, that's okay. That was Harvey Weinstein. So, and this they, was 2020. They're, they're driving, they're driving, Before to, it happened. they're driving to the charity event with John Cleese. And yeah, they're across the street is not the BET Awards, but it, I think it was the, the Black BTAs. Agency. Yeah, the Black, Black Talent, Talent Awards. Awards. Yeah, Black, Black Talent, Talent Awards. Awards. Right. They did like a sound alike type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know, maybe Alex, you could splice in like what he says there. 
Well, but he says, it, like, yeah, they I feel bad him. for these unfortunate little yeah, people. They're like, yeah, he's well, like on a red carpet. So being all, all the black by... people in L.A. are mad at him right now for the comments about Will Smith, he said, and that he can't play his son. <laughs> and mm. they're interviewing him and they're like, why are you here? And like, he gets out of the car kind of confused and thinks this is the event. And he's like, he saw like a flyer and it just it was like this the worst looking flyer you've ever seen. It was just like yeah. get unfortunate kids. And he's like, well, they're unfortunate. Uh, these people don't really have anything. So I'm here to tell them keep working yeah, hard. They don't have much going yeah, they on. They don't have much going on. Sets it up because they, he basically uses the phrasing of the flyer. That's like, yeah. these, these poor pitiable children who have cancer. Oh, it sucks <laughs> to be them so bad tonight at eight o'clock. Yeah. I even hear some of them are going to go on stage and try and sing a song. Yeah. yeah. It's like, like that, it doesn't so make sense host, to say that. The hosts of the like show or the event are like getting mad and upset. And then John Cleese comes over and goes, oh, it's actually this is the wrong place. It's over there. And it's like this little dinky building. So like he walks away and everybody's just mad. Um, and then and they he don't recognize John film. Cleese. They immediately recognize Paul Hogan, but not John. Cleese. Well, of course, <laughs> of course, the most famous of them all. Uh, he goes into this building and Olivia Newton-John's there and there's a nun, I guess, who runs it for the children. And she's like super old. Like she's supposed to be like on death's door. Right. But she's they say she's 82. That's the same age as Paul Hogan. It makes <laughs> no exactly sense. Same, exactly. Exactly. Like it's the same. Paul Hogan is the same age, basically. So like he is on death's door in this movie, not her. Uh, but I guess John Travolta was supposed to be there and they are doing one of the songs from Greece and John doesn't show up. And so Olivia he had a massage John, that went long. <laughs> Olivia says, oh, you could do it, Paul. OK. And then as soon as Paul gets on the stage, like these hardcore Greece fans, like it's just like this fat couple that are dressed up like the from the end of the movie uh, and they start booing him and screaming and everybody's yelling at him. And they're it just, they get into this like weird curb sort of argument. Someone throws a water bottle on the stage and Paul Hogan catches it, thinks about throwing it into the crowd. Everybody's sort of like quiet and shocked. And then he turns around and throws it into like a balloon that bounces off the balloon and then hits the nun in the head. And then she dies. Knocking her unconscious. <laughs> but they, she or didn't did die. She die. No, she didn't okay. die. It makes you think she dies. And then like someone's like, she's really alive. Oh, we my God. Step back, though, because we forgot an important part that's not important at all. Uh, <laughs> the, the cameo of Wayne Knight knocking on his door when he was finally laying down. For oh, yeah. yeah. Newman shows up for Newman. no fucking reason. Okay, it's but such an unnecessary his... curb thing. It's a guy from Seinfeld? His wife wanted him to practice um, ragtime Broadway songs by uh, somewhere else, so he decided to come across the country and hit up... Which, uh... which happens, like, three or four times in the movie. Like... This this isn't just a one off. This Dude, is a the fourth time was the worst the because it did it the cheapest way. They it's didn't the want last to fly scene, actually. The, yeah, they don't want to fly yeah. him to the beach. So they just have him singing behind the fucking uh newspaper that says he like Broadway's in town. So it's just this fucking like and <laughs> some other actor doing the, and it's Wayne. The Knight's whole like, the oh. song that he does is Hello my baby, hello my honey. Yeah, it's the it's, fucking WB what frog. What fucking musical yeah. is that in? What Broadway <laughs> musical has that in it? The Looney Tunes. Like the Looney Tunes. Like, so everyone who wrote for this movie has never actually like been around anything Hollywood. Like you could have done no, anything. You could have like uh, like what would be a good one? Like Rent maybe. 
like hairspray find an annoying song from that that everyone knows like dude going do back Greece. To, you already mentioned it yeah do fucking yeah. it would tie in perfectly <laughs> if <laughs> wayne knight was in greece um uh, and he's tap dancing as well so really the only bit there was that he couldn't you know, take a you know nap on his couch we need to do a fucking he couldn't get a hotel he's rich we need to recut this like Zack snyder do a good movie <laughs> yeah i want to see what got on the <laughs> yeah, cutting room cut it floor. down to one minute <laughs> Yeah, let's cut it out. There's, it there's the nothing. There's nothing that got cut out. No scene that was actually usable got cut out of this fucking movie. A lot I of stock I footage too. Now the snake is stock footage. For, the sunsets are stock footage. I will forget about this if uh, we don't bring it up now with the Newman thing. There was this like really bizarre scene where there is like a Broadway production dream of crocodile dundee oh yeah oh, yeah i had to look it up to figure out if that was I a dream i sequence. really don't want to talk about <laughs> it and it's like this is a knife that's not a knife this is a knife it's it meant nothing what why why did you How know why they couldn't you pay know why? for anything you know in this movie but they could pay for that otherwise otherwise the movie has like a one hour and 14 minute runtime, so they needed to add like eight minutes. They should have just put just more clips from Crocodile Dundee because they had a couple. <laughs> you like, you hear the uh, it's a knife, it's a knife thing for uh, and the beginning montage. They should have just taken like the best 10 minutes of clips from that movie and just put that in. But I want to, I want to talk more about the Wayne Knight stuff because I know it's jumping around, but if anybody actually watches this movie, it doesn't matter. You can, it that's how the movie matter. works. So the yeah. first hour and 10 minutes of the hour and 30 minute runtime is just jumping around these different vignettes of him getting mm. progressively more trouble. But, so I would, I would Wayne, Knight, Wayne Newman, Wayne Newman. <laughs> Wayne Newman, Wayne Newman is at the house singing. And then like one of the last scenes where he's like, okay, uh, if my wife asks if I'm here, say, I'm not here. Lie for me. And Paul's like, well, I don't want to lie to her. She's great. And he's like, no, you need to lie. You need to promise that you're going to lie for me. <laughs> And so right as it happens, Wayne goes upstairs and his wife shows up at the door with like a bag of cookies. And she's like, oh, is Wayne here? And Paul goes, no, he's not here. And she goes, well, he, is he here? And he goes, no, he's not here. And she goes, are you lying? And he goes, no, is Wayne here? No, he's not here. And they just like stare at each other. And then Wayne comes out and goes, oh, honey, hi. And then like she gets mad at Paul and he's like, you shouldn't. You put it on the, yourself by opening the door. And they, they just leave and she takes the cookies away. It doesn't make any sense. She's supposed to be God Susie and he's Jeff Green. I don't yep. fucking yeah. get it. And it's man. like, I guess that's what it's a reference to, because th there's no character building for her other than Wayne Knight saying, yeah, my wife kicked me out of the house because my shit is so annoying. And then he like proves that it is annoying. It sucks. It's the worst song yeah. ever. Uh, and he's tap <laughs> dancing upstairs. And then his wife I... comes over and you're supposed to like instantly assume that his wife is a crazy bitch. It, like she fucks so good. She's on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if we want to get into the reviews and stuff yet. Um, no, go ahead. I found the most Drew review from somebody who purchased this from Amazon. Five stars from G Day. Good day. Heartfelt nice. look at comedian's life that changed Australia and the world forever. Verified purchase. Personally enjoyed the full experience. Great exposure to Hogan's personal life. Some light shed on the darker side of celebrity fame. You don't <laughs> learn anything about his personal life, though. The movie isn't made well, of serious nature and at times rings true to an episode of TV's Chuck. <laughs> what? <laughs> like all of the only family members you see are his granddaughter, who's not his real granddaughter, and his son, who's not his real son. You don't hear about his ex-wife, you don't hear about his I don't know, anyone else in his family. 
Well, it's not serious. Oh, well, let me finish this one. There's plenty of laughable material, some very good wit and punchy scenes that poke at Hollywood's nature and silliness. It's not, though, a serious... It's not, though, a serious movie. That's the sentence. It's a light and funny true to Hogan's comedy and edgy heart. I truly loved and enjoyed what may be some of his final work. Edgy <laughs> heart? Thanks, Mr. Hogan. We truly enjoyed you in our lives. Never knew Australia existed before Crocodile Dundee. From a small town in West Virginia, your vision changed my life. That's the weird thing, because he's not edgy at all. He's, like, very likable in this. He's, well, um, like, he doesn't, he doesn't do anything. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't say anything bad. It's just, like, He's always nice. He's always, like, uh, he doesn't argue with anybody. No, even when the bad stuff is happening, he just goes, oh, I guess that just happened. Oh, well, oh that's, well, that's too continue. bad. That's, His oh, car gets oh, stolen, and he just goes, oh, I guess my car got stolen. But somehow he's pissing off everyone in the world, and he's the nicest guy ever, just kind of, this, like, 82-year-old guy just kind of doddering around, being like, hey, how's it? And somehow Speaking he's, like, pissing off everyone in the world. One take so, wide reads. After his night at the the BTAs and uh, the 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 Greece fundraiser for underprivileged youth, mm-hmm. he meets back up with his young agent, mm-hmm. and she's reaming him out because he's been on the news for the 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 racist tirade. And no way to turn that into money. No, there's <laughs> a there's a TV behind him, and it's playing these news stories about like the Pope speaks out about. Does Crocodile Dundee hate the Catholic Church? And they're uh, just covering the nun shit on TV, and he's trying not to tell her. And, or, yeah, she's like, well, and hopefully they don't find out about that fundraiser thing. And then she turns around and is like, oh, it's already happened. (laughs) Yeah, it's a very, like, Leslie Nielsen. There's another character that we haven't introduced yet. There is the guy that I thought was Nick Swartz. Yes, me too. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Which guy? The the, 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 the paparazzi guy. Oh. Paparazzi guy. The, the Phil guy who. Dude, he looked just like Nick Swartz, and that was, of course, yeah. the first thing we thought too. Oh, um. Isn't this a character in Grand Theft Auto Five? <laughs> who I can say? Play like I feel like this, this exact paparazzi guy is like a a stranger mission in Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> Dude, here's another. So, yeah, he, this one's a one star. This guy said, rented for date night. <laughs> Sorely let down. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Didn't even get my winky butt. Alex, Alex Samuel, verified purchase. Boring and not worth $6.99 rental fee. <laughs> $7? Yeah, I could have told you that. I watched That's it what for I free. Paid. It was oh, on Tubi. Man, it was on Tubi it's, for free. It's not on Tubi yeah. in Canada. Oh, you gotta get a, oh, shit. get a VPN. It would be probably 7 I didn't know it was on Tubi in the US. I just looked up Just Watch and it only had rental <laughs> options. I couldn't be fucked to, like, Bro, find the very excellent Mr. Dundee on Torrent. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway. If you're listening to this, subscribe to our Patreon so that Aaron gets his money if back. You ask, uh, if yes. you ask what uh, what format we're watching it on, you're going to get roasted in the DMs by, with a Joe Mama joke from Tom, and then he's going to screenshot <laughs> it and post it on the show account. Yeah. Uh, now I feel valid. Val- well, you the- fell for it. I did. Yeah, you did fall for Hook, line, did. and sinker. You said, you said Joe question mark. Well, I don't know. I thought I'm it was sorry. just like the weird name of some fucking torrent site. Like the one we just used or whatever the I fuck. I know you did. Uh, I know you did. Bro, that's why, that's why I was like, oh, I can just get him. I can get him listen so Listen to this review from a year, almost exactly a year ago. Not a movie, not a biography. One star. Verified purchase. <laughs> Makes Paul Hogan seem like a bumbling octogenarian. Well. Yeah, well, that's kind of the, the crux of the movie. So. So, uh, after one of his mishaps, he comes home, and there's this guy that looks like Nick Swardson hanging out in a tree. 
and he like falls out of the tree or whatever and he's got his like paparazzi camera and I was only half paying attention to this part but basically he was looking for some celebrity photos of his neighbors and he wanted to see Kim Kardashian that. who in 2020 was at the top of her game yeah. <laughs> and he kicks him out once and then like after another mishap he's like back and for some reason Paul Hogan agrees to help him find celebrities to photograph he's an empath it's because he felt and, bad for him, yeah. Yeah, so he calls up... John Cleese. John Cleese again. <laughs> to drive them around. To drive them around, because he's Cleese a driver. Yep. <laughs> and John Cleese was in a stolen car? Yeah, it's, uh, well, it's really so, nice of Paul Hogan's like a, adult children that he presumably has to not do anything that like in one week he got his car stolen by some guy just asking him for it. Dude, he, they're too uh, busy being gay ravers. He was in a police chase. <laughs> he uh, like drove, got let some random uh, criminal stranger into his car. Like, you got to put this guy in a nursing home. So his his car got stolen, but he has like a compound. Like he's got his house and his son's like he's in a lives mansion. in a second house, like yeah. next to the house. They have this like huge courtyard that fits like thirty some people. Uh, it's I'm sorry, wild that like he's for one Paul car. Hogan. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I and mean, why yeah, is he clearly. in Los Angeles? It makes like why? Yeah, he lives. In but he wants to. He, yeah, must like, been he wants sort to go of, back to Australia. He can't there right must away. Be some sort that. of tax reason. No, he doesn't. Move, he doesn't move right away because he, his dog is old and doesn't want him to die. This was what pissed me off the mm -hmm. most is he didn't want to fly to Australia because his fucking dog was too old. And then uh, <laughs> he fucking... <laughs> his son lives in America uh, still. Yeah, the, found the fucking actual plot. Yeah, Have the no, son take care no, of the and, dog. And then it was his granddaughter. Like, the only reason he agreed to go do the whole queen thing was because his granddaughter was like... Oh, that was, pissed she, me the she fuck She was off. this little bitch. Who were these this nerd little bullies bitch. his granddaughter being like, I bet your granddad's not even getting a knight. No, well, yeah. that's the thing. not a knight. Guess who we never get to see. That's the thing. No, who we never see. sir. Who? The queen. Yeah. Not yeah, even in stock not. footage. It, well, because, dude, to be fair, we haven't seen the queen since that movie no, came his out. His granddaughter, <laughs> was, I, I know what his granddaughter is. She's like this. She moved to a new school and she's trying to impress everybody. She's like, oh, my granddaddy's Crocodile Dundee. Uh, isn't I, that enough? Isn't that, he's about to get knighted and they're all like, who fucking cares? And her fucking rich and title <laughs> last thought they were laughing at her because he wasn't knighted yet. And so she FaceTimes yeah. grandpa and she's like, grandpa, they, all the kids are mean to me. Are you, are you going to make me a liar? I told them yeah, you were getting knighted. Right. You're, I told them all you're getting knighted. Uh, you're not going to make me a liar, right? And he's like, oh, well, shit, I guess I got to go meet the queen now. Right when that fucking... Uh, he, doesn't e <sighs> he doesn't even come with that energy. He yeah. just goes, oh, no, well, I guess I'll do that. Yeah, just, <laughs> and but, like, <laughs> it's all that... Yeah, that's, I don't care, yeah, I'll do said, that. He's, she's like, right, right. And he's like, in, in service of comedy. Oh, man. In service of comedy. Um, it's such a strange... Uh, conceit for a movie that has no scenes in the UK where you don't see the Queen, that you don't meet any British people, <laughs> you don't even hear a British person on the phone, and it takes in place in what, like Los Angeles. Like, why? In, in the title of it is the very excellent Mr. Dundee. It's like a reference to him being knighted. Dude, in my head. But he doesn't the, get knighted. It's like. The manager? Well, he does. had daughter energy, so I, I assumed she was the daughter. Right. And I assumed that she was too busy so that the. The, the little girl was her daughter, but she lived like in Australia with the dad. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just figured that her mom, that he's always like, tell your mom I said hi, was like, you know, just the sex. But <laughs> no. It, it proved me wrong later that none of it made sense. It made way no. more sense with my story. Yeah, why doesn't he talk mm -hmm. to his adult daughter? His bitch, not his, his, his bitch agent, not his daughter chick. The whole reason, like, he, she, like, egged him on to do it. She's like, 
please, can you do it for me? Like she was his daughter. And it's like, I no, you're, you're his fucking date. She's, 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 you you she's the daughter of his original agent. Dude, here's, yeah. here's me if I was an old... It's like a hereditary <laughs> position to be Paul, Paul Dundee's agent. If I didn't agent. do anything in 40 years, and, but I would... But I'd be recognized in Australia. Ugh. That's exactly how I'd treat my assistant. Hey, bitch. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> I'm doing nothing for you. I'm a famous actor. I'm in the Hall of Fame of acting. So yeah, going she has back to be to... she has to be in the movie to get him to do stuff. It's so, such a weird dynamic. There always has to be some sort of thing dangling like there is for Larry David. It can't be that he's retired fully. Mm-hmm. So well, like, she's, yeah, maybe, she's the Jeff maybe. Green. She's she's the Jeff Green, the agent, like yeah. the manager. But so he gets, he's with the creep shot guy and they're in John uh-huh. Cleese's car. They're driving around and then the cops flash their lights behind them and the guy goes, oh no, cops are scary. And Paul's like, oh, it's fine as long as we don't do anything, <laughs> which is a great message to send in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and, but John Cleese is like nervous and then he's looking back. He keeps looking back and he's like well i just need them to get out of their car and then he takes off and they get into like a car chase turns out the car stolen john cleese doesn't have his id and somehow somehow some way the news catches wind of all this and they're filming them and it's on helicopter. everything it's on the <laughs> yep. helicopter and they're like we don't know who the driver is but it looks like it's paul hogan in the passenger seat <laughs> it's like you're not gonna recognize john cleese driving the fucking car mm-hmm. i'll say no. one thing adriel paul hogan's one of the most recognizable people <laughs> From a helicopter that I could think of. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he's so uh, the, he's the most famous person on earth this week. The, yeah. He's like <laughs> when when OJ Simpson was in the, the car chase. Yep. It's mm-hmm. like if OJ Simpson like wasn't even in trouble. He just got to like go on TV if he wanted. Well, He's like the most famous person on earth, and his agent's like, "Oh, this sucks." I, Paul so, Hogan's legit this, getting like famous, Kanye, and he's not in any legal trouble Kanye, whatsoever. Kanye record drop album type story week. Like um, that type of coverage. In the car chase, though, they like are pointing out different celebs that they're driving by. Like it was like Brad. Oh, there's Brad Pitt. There's Tom Cruise. And then they like you hear the Willem scream <laughs> run over. And then that's when that oh Harvey Weinstein. I think, I think. That was but like Weinstein. Weinstein was Weinstein wasn't fucking out in public in 2020. No, I well, think he, he was he in might jail. Have been on the- might be well, yeah, he, he got hit by a car. Yeah. He definitely wasn't in Los Angeles because I think he was. Uh, his trial was in New York, right? Yeah, something like that. I think he's in prison in upstate New he's York. He's staying with Virgil. That's right. We're, we're, Let's go. We're going to... Uh, that's getting one big goof on the IMDb page. But then, so, John Cleese, like, drives to Paul Hogan's house and they ditch the car. Paul Hogan just, like, walks into his house with the creep guy. And then the police arrest him. He That's when... Then the musical hits. And then he, like, wakes up in jail. <laughs> and... Then the next scene is like him with his manager being like, you need to have dinner with someone who knows how to act right. And then it's Chevy Chase and they're at a restaurant. Everybody likes Chevy Chase. Nobody likes Paul Hogan. uh, Like they offered to buy Chevy Chase a $40 drink. There's there's a 20 year old woman who's like, I loved you on SNL, Chevy Chase. (laughs) What? Yeah, they're like, what? And and there's a there's someone just a random like person sitting at the table was like, hey, I love family vacation, National Lampoon's family vacation. No, European vacation, not even family. It's supposed to be uh, like an an inside baseball Hollywood reference to how Chevy Chase is an asshole on set. 
Like yeah. mm-hmm. that's yes. suppo- we're supposed to know this because like he got some bad press for that a couple years ago. In this whole movie I mean, every, is like everybody hates him. It's so preoccupied with like old white actors getting canceled. Do you know why actually that everybody knows that Chevy Chase is an asshole? Why? Reddit's fault. Because they're the ones that got Community come back and they knew all the fucking background shit on Community. They're the ones. Well, it's like, because you, you know this guy's an old asshole and everybody's worked with has said it. Here's all these articles. So awesome. well, it's because yeah, well, because um, when Community was going, like Dan Harmon, like had all these like uh voicemails Bills? from oh. chevy chase well yeah but i mean drunk dan <laughs> Harmon, and, and, and he released them all because he was mad at chevy chase and like they're all these like voicemails of him like screaming at dan calling him like a fat alcoholic piece of shit who's not gonna live long enough to like take care of his daughters and they're both like assholes and dickheads but Let them chevy has been doing this for like since his SNL days, when he just been berating everybody. Up. Hold on, let me let me dish with something awful. Guy, <laughs> sounds like a low tax type situation. <laughs> Shut up, dog. Fuck you. Oh, all right, Shut the fuck all right up. sorry. Um, but no, it's just so like yeah, it's all tongue in cheek because the manager's like, you need to talk to somebody who like knows how to act uh, as like a celebrity. And it's a very one note joke about something yeah. that's not really that well known. It is. I mean, at this point, it is. In like if you, if, well, you know, for the if you know about Chevy Chase, but... I mean, I think at this point, everybody sort of knows and recognizes that. Oh, All yeah, the people that watch this in theaters aren't going to be able yeah, to wow. understand yeah. these nuances. <laughs> it is. Like, it's, it's supposed to be like this, like, sort of Hollywood, hey, look at this insider joke. And it's also just lame and also it's like 2012 news, if not... And it's, so it's centered that. around a guy who's only famous in Australia. And not in Los yeah. Angeles. Well, yeah. <laughs> Typical so, like, Hollywood. This kind of brings up brings us to like the end and the conclusion of the movie. That's all the major vignettes that I can remember. Mm. Um, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Because they do that. Well, I guess it leads to the date, but yeah. isn't uh, date was sexy? I, I would say the date was like the beginning of the end of the movie. Well, it was because there's like ten minutes left when it happens. It gets very sappy. But, uh, Nothing really happens, yeah, but it's so, just there's like really sappy music ass, behind though, it. While he's fucking plugging her with cum. That's right. Okay, so so the next thing that happens is he's walking down the street and they see the valet thief that stole his car before. And what did no, he that's throw during at him? the date. That's during the date. So he goes. Is that during the date? Yeah. So apparently, like if, for okay, some no, reason, yeah, there's yeah. supposed to be this like group that's going out to dinner. Yeah, Olivia Newton-John texts him and is like, yeah. "Hey." Come to this restaurant. Hey, come to this restaurant. There's going to be like eight of us or whatever. And he goes and he arrives. And then there's like a another woman who shows up. And then everybody's like, hey, we're all going to cancel. And they're like, oh, I guess we're kind of like on a date now. Ha ha. And it's like kind of going well. Chevy Chase is there like ruining something. And then he someone yells, my car, the valet, the phantom valet is stealing my car. And he like gets up and goes, oh, okay. And he like daughters over there and the guy's running down the street and everybody's looking this busy street. This guy's running down the street in a valet uniform and out comes Paul Hogan. And he's looking down the street, trying to find him, see if he can like beat up this guy. And there's a person with a bag of groceries and they just hand him a can. And then I think it's a, I don't, I haven't seen Crocodile Dundee in a long time, but I think it's a reference to that, I assume. Yeah, yeah, um, it is. But he throws the can and then it throws hits. There's a fucking the, dragon, yeah. Aaron Rodgers style. <laughs> and hits the valet and knocks him out. 
And the whole street starts cheering. And then Redemption everybody arc. loves Paul Hogan after that. <laughs> yeah, that's something yeah, so that you're there's allowed another to fucking do. news scene. If you, just, right there. if you think that you recognize a criminal from 50 feet away when you have 80-year-old vision, you, you can just correct. kill them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so awesome. In the middle of the street. There's another one of those fucking news scenes where they're like... Paul Hogan helps catch infamous valet thief. And then there's another one that says, like, Chevy Chase has gained the ire of Hollywood after being rude in a restaurant. Yeah, it, so and then it, like, it jumps to uh, the future, like a couple months or something in the future, six months. Yes. And the agent is in England to accept the knighthood. And she's pregnant and show, with Paul like, Hogan's baby. They show Paul Hogan getting dressed with his suit and stuff. And then... The, the the agent brought her mom because it was such a big moment for her that her client was getting knighted. Awesome. And Paul Hogan like calls or texts or something. I think call he must call right. Yeah. Because uh, they're wondering where he is and oh no, the person announces that he won't be there, but instead they're going to let the agent take it in his steed because he's actually gone down to Australia to go to his granddaughter's uh like Wizard play. of Oz play or whatever. Oh. And. And then it just like he's on a beach house in Australia looking out and his girlfriend or his date from when he threw the soup can like right before it is there with him. I guess she's moving to Australia with him. And then a puppy runs up. You're like, oh, so does his dog just that he loved and was like his yeah. only true companion through this film? Is he just fucking dead? Yeah. And there was th there was another dog that ran up to the puppy, but I don't think it was the one that was hanging out in L.A. I think it was. I think they got the puppy. I think they like somehow successfully got the at older dog because there's two dogs and it looked like it. Yeah, but I can't say for sure. I mean, who fucking knows? I didn't really look that closely at any of the dogs. But then <laughs> and then they start wrapping up all the other storylines, like we said previously with the son. Like he shows up somewhere and then out of like this car comes like this like beautiful blonde woman and they smile at each other and it's like, who are you? What are you fucking doing here? Who are either of you? What's the whole point of all of this? What is happening? What are you wrapping up? There was nothing to wrap up. There's nothing going on. I, I, it's I, so weird how they wrap it up. I almost said this before. I, I can't tell if the thing with the sun is supposed to be that the studios, the sicko lib soy latte people, they want Will Smith to play his son. And it's like his real son's right here. And he's perfect. Yeah. He's the most talented. That's giving, that's giving the movie a lot of credit. But I think that's like the only plausible thing. Because he did nothing. Like we yeah. talked about him hosting the rave. There's two or three <laughs> other times in the movie. Like one morning he gets up and he's teaching like a yoga class. Mm -hmm. And there's another time where he says, oh, yeah, he's playing guitar and he's just like this amazing singer and like finger picking guitarist. I know. And another time he's like, I got Spanish lessons. And he's like, oh, you're trying to learn Spanish. And the son replies to him in perfect Spanish. He's like, no, I'm teaching the Spanish lesson. So the only thing was like his son was awesome. And also his son was always trying to include his dad in everything he did. And he never wanted to. Although, his dad yeah, I don't know what the joke lunch is. And dinner. And he said no twice, though. So. Yeah, that's true. He gave yeah, probably he said Paul Hogan's there. dinner. Another review here, this is four stars. It said, it was an okay movie. Cute. Not what I expected, but I would watch it again. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I loved it. Good family movie, and it was good to see Paul Hogan again. But then, like, they start wrapping up the other characters. The creepy photographer has, like, an event now. He has, like, his own entertainment company. Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah, there's, like, a whole thing going well. Uh, yeah, the blurry shots from the car chase, he's like selling for $8,000 because it's like 
the France at life in Los Angeles. And then the studio execs that were like pitching Will Smith as his son are like staring up and they're like, oh, that was really good idea. And then it shows a theater with the very excellent Mr. Dundee playing. <laughs> and like there's like Which, a red that carpet. That must be the musical every... from the, the, the jail dream. So it has right? to be, yeah. in, it has to be in Croatia or the UAE that this takes place <laughs> if that's in theaters. So awesome. Yeah, is that that also exists as a movie in this universe? God, if, if that's an actual musical in real life. Which is another Curb thing. It's it. the fucking producer's musical. Like, someone just watched Curb Your Enthusiasm and was During like, COVID. what is the cheapest old guy that we could <laughs> slot into that format? <laughs> and it's Crocodile um, Dundee. There is a post-credit scene as well. Oh. It is Crocodile Dundee, like, written... Or not Crocodile... Curb Your Enthusiasm written by an Australian. Like, they just don't get any of they, it. They're like, oh, this they, guy's famous. So let the credits start rolling, and then there's like a little scene of Paul Hogan dressed up as Crocodile Dundee now with like a spray tan, and he's about to say, "That's not a knife," but he's like, "That's not a." He's like, "Oh, I almost got you, didn't I?" And then that then it cuts to like the actual credits. Mm-hmm. It cock teased you. Ooh, damn. Fuck. Okay, so let's get a let's get like a a, a kind of more deeper understanding of what happened in this movie. Like read the subtext. Um, Paul Hogan is the Democrats. <laughs> oh, okay? wow. Mm-hmm. And, um, the people trying to cancel him are the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. And His manager is Kamala Harris. Yeah, and so he is getting in trouble because, uh, of no fault of his own. Millennials. Yeah, millennials who didn't vote. Man buns. Mm-hmm. I think the black people in this film are supposed to represent Bernie Bros because they're always getting <laughs> mad at him for literally no reason. True. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's good. That's good. Um, John Cleese would be Ron Paul. Harvey Weinstein, who donated a lot to the the Democrats, right? Who like, would Harvey was, Weinstein? Was Harvey Weinstein was and then Harvey Weinstein, Weinstein, yeah, Harvey Weinstein getting hit Harvey by John Cleese was like a kind of wink to that, you know? Like, oh, hey, this is obviously the stand-in in the subtext of the movie. We're going to have him kill his, his other self. So why are the Democrats Australian? I'm just remember. No, we got to get oh, to sorry, the... Finish it, finish it. I don't know. No, I'm just thinking like, but if we continue waiting, eventually... Chevy Chase will exonerate the Democrats for any involvement in this, mm-hmm. and everyone it'll be a good day. We get to move to the beach in Australia. That's pretty dope. One little uh, tidbit I liked from the well, not a tidbit, but I guess a little beat of a scene or whatever. Factoid, uh, factoid was when he was uh, one of the like times he was watching the news about you know was just tell, talking about how he's fucking up all the time, and they're like in other news. Holly Shore's recent come to fame, uh, a resurgence is, you know, shocking <laughs> yeah. everybody. And it's like, are you just really going to make Polly Shore be the guy who's... Getting... You don't have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Polly fucking Shore. <laughs> um, yeah, it's taking shots at him randomly. You guys, like, what? You guys want to... You guys want to know something fucked up? Maybe the producer knew Polly yes. Shore, and he was like, oh, I'm going to take a shot at this mm-hmm. guy. He's a fucking asshole. Putting me. him in the movie. The, the movie wasn't filmed in L.A. Oh. Yeah, of course nice. not. It was, it was filmed in Melbourne. Oh, yeah. so oh, weird. Wow. Well, it had a lot of... John, uh, 
John Cleese worked. John Cleese went to Australia for three days to film his cameo as the Uber driver. Oh Oh, my god. They literally drove on the American side for that movie. That's amazing. That sucks. Well, uh, they did. They almost they almost got a huge cameo. um, But unfortunately, Mark, Mark out Rob Roby or however you say her name, uh, ditched out of her (laughs) interview. So they have yeah. a scene where it's like the Hollywood people. Uh-huh. They're like, and now Margot Robbie talking to, about uh, her friendship with Paul Hogan. Uh-huh. And they cut to like an empty chair and you hear like glass breaking. And then she's supposed to be at, like in L.A. And the guy working there looks at the cam and says like, she's not here, bud. But he says it in an Australian accent. Like r- people are just Australian in uh-huh. yeah. L.A. Like they're, L.A. is Randomly. like 50 percent mm-hmm. Australian. That is so fucking the joke awesome. with that is that no one would ever give an interview about Paul Hogan, but they have like 20 different people give interviews, like people who are more famous uh, than Margot. No, well, no, they I, I no, she, she the joke is she the joke is she ran because she didn't want to be associated with Paul Hogan. Ah, uh, yeah, but like all a bunch of other a bunch of other people that were associated with him, like they do interviews where they're like, oh, you worked with Paul Hogan and they're like, oh, I never knew that guy. I hate him. Yeah, well, so those were fake and recut. <laughs> yeah, Jim Jeffries. There's no way they could get him. Well, no, they did get no Jim Jeffries. Was like the most famous person that like actually like contributed a little mm-hmm. bit to it. Where was Kylie Minogue? There was. I mean, I mean, Mel Gibson's in there. Liam Hemsworth is like in a movie, and it, Paul Hogan's like no, talking okay. to him through the um, movie. I, I'm, I'm going through the that trivia here. It was Luke Hemsworth, the third Luke Hemsworth. least oh, okay. famous brother. Luke Hemsworth. Hemsworth's brothers, Chris and Liam, both previously appeared in Tourism Australia commercials. Hunger Games. Dundee, the son of the legend, returns home, where they portrayed Wally Jr. and West Winslow, respectively. Also, Paul yeah, Hogan's so. American in this movie. He's like he's lived in L.A. for thirty years. Yeah, but they're asking all these people in Australia to answer for him. It seems like he's like stuck in LA. Like he can't get out. He can't. He wants to move back. In the beginning of the movie, he has twenty million dollars left. How did he even get there? The beginning of I don't know. The beginning of the movie is him like googling like Australian houses by the sea, and he's like, "Oh, I'll save that one." And like the whole movie is about him just wanting to like go back to Australia, but he can't. He's waiting for his dog he's to the die. Most famous man in the world. That's all. Yeah, well, like he just can't. I don't get it. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. Well, that's what they said. He said he he can't. He said he can't fly home with his dog because his dog is old. But he pre- does. But he, yeah, but he does. He does. <laughs> he does. If you're rich, you can. That's do why it. it might just be another that's dog. Why the puppy came in. The dog died, and that's why he came. That's no, why he that's really... it's the same fucking dog. I you could go over dog. on a so boat. Right. <laughs> you could go over on a it's private the same boat. Fucking dog. Want. That's that's all the movie was to me. It was just Paul Hogan uh, lying to people until his dog died, and then he'd go home and watch and his also, dog hang out with granddaughter. The dog does not look that old anyways like the yeah. first time they sh- show the dog mm-hmm. it looks like a 10 year old dog yeah. like a, it's a mid middle size like golden retriever that dog's living no, he's had a dog since 15. crocodile dundee one <laughs> paul hogan <laughs> could die himself at any time because he's 82 yeah. so it's like why are you so worried about your dog maybe like they dying? can't they can't even find like an actual old dog to like put in this movie you know one mm-hmm. that has like sort of like a gray in the muzzle mm-hmm. like they just have like a normal dog and they're like no my dog's super old i can't go anywhere oh okay oh by the way at the end of the movie i w- went back to australia <laughs> so awesome his son lives in the house yeah his son didn't go and, his and he has a, and like son, full-time employees gardener and son must have gotten married yeah they can't watch the dog so all in all what would you guys rate it? Outlaw Stars. Best movie ever. Yeah, five oh. Outlaw Stars. Best Ooh, Outlaw movie Stars? If we're ever. going on the Outlaw. <laughs> Four and a half from Chet, huh? Yeah. 
right. Actually, no. If we're doing Outlaw Stars, it would be a three point seven because I have to pay six ninety nine for it, and it's too much for this movie. Oh, it's yeah, too I got five. Free, oh, so. wow. It's too dangerous to ask for links to. I am I going think... to give it one Outlaw Star out of five because it was really bad. And it was the first movie in a long time where I kept checking how long it had been on. Yep. Yeah, I did that a lot too. It's good that oh, it was yeah. only ninety minutes. Like you could tell it was like it was, a long it was probably seventy minutes, and they padded it out oh, with it stock felt footage. Like hundred ninety minutes. So yeah, <laughs> it, it felt was, longer. It was officially with the credits and everything. It's like an hour twenty eight, and it felt a lot longer. Like I so much of the this, movie is I just did not watch the credits, nor do I give them credit. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I skipped I, through it just in case there was a post credit scene. Yeah, I, I skipped through the ending sequence because <laughs> uh, I was just mad. Uh, I would give this 1.72 Outlaw Stars out of 5. Okay. Wow. Uh, tough but fair. Yeah. <clears throat> well, well, uh, for pretty much the same reason as Michael said, it's really bad and I hated it. Yeah. But it wasn't two hours long. Mm -hmm. So I don't know why they made that. Excellent podcast. It made $13,000. It should have made less. That's worth it right there. It seems should, you know what it is. Okay, next next charity stream, we have to have the first goal at thirteen thousand to beat what this movie. Made. <laughs> oh, that's such a fucking good idea. <laughs> that's it's a great idea. idea. Uh, but you know what? I'm starting to think this has to be some sort of scam. Like the producers, Mel Brooks, like they lost oh, so much money on this. Oh no! Stuff. Well, yeah. Oh, no, okay. no. Hold on now. No, no. That's real. Yeah, it's, it's like uh, when when Neil Young made that rockabilly album just because he had to yeah. put out an album for the label, <laughs> the contract. Yeah, it seems like yeah, a now fake they gotta, movie. No, now they got to make in TikToks. He has to. They, it even has a rockabilly got, segment. They had all the, uh, like the COVID money came in and they're like, okay, we just need to film anything. We need to make something. And like, here's Paul Hogan. It doesn't, we don't care if it makes any money. It doesn't matter. We just need to have a film and justify why we got like, Film's very generous to describe this movie. <laughs> who's got nothing to do right now? Chevy Chase, Reginald Vell Johnson, who's not busy? Do you guys remember uh, Thunder in Paradise, the TV no. show? No. With, no. With Hulk Hogan. Okay, first of all, we gotta watch that. It was a, we'll get into that later, but... Paul's brother, anyway, Hulk? Be, yeah, because of that show, I thought Paul and Hulk Hogan were brothers, and it made sense because they were both blonde. Hogan's <laughs> <laughs> heroes. What about Hogan's so heroes? When, yeah. when, Andrew, when Andrew and I would, would be like... Pretending to be people, I'd be like, all right, you're, you're Paul Hogan because you're smaller than me and I'm all good. <laughs> Yo, what's up? Greetings. This is Danny Phil. This is B.O.B. Bobby Ray-Bans. Hi, it's Rudy Giuliani. This is Tommy Chung. Hey, I'm Dave Mustaine from Negative. Man, it's your boy Juicy J, man. You're listening to WFYA Talk Radio. You take care of the bacon and eggs, we'll take care of the ribs. And now another hit. Honey, you lose me, then you'll be left alone, oh baby, tell me, and tell me I'm your own. 